I the title of my message this morning is Into the Unknown. Hope in this dark world. And the scripture reading this morning for my message is Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25, and I'll be reading from the NIV version. You can follow along with me. <clears throat> I would like to give us all a chance to get your Bibles or your devices that you plan to use so that we can follow along. This story is so familiar that I don't want you all to miss the salient points and how it relates to us in this 21st century. Many of us are going through seasons of unknown in our life. This story reminds us about the birth of Jesus Christ. How a young girl was plunged into a season of unknown and was told by an angel that she would be pregnant, yet she was a virgin. Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25. You can read from any um, version that you have, but I will be reading from the New International Version. <clears throat> verses 18, I'll start. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant though, through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. That means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate, consummate their marriage until she gave birth to her son and he gave him the name Jesus. Emmanuel, Jesus, that name above all other names. But this news had to have plunged 
that young girl into a season of the unknown, into a season of uncertainty. Today, we might call that a season of depression. We might say she was depressed and rightly so. Bearing in mind that since the dawn of human civilization, since the beginning of time, there has never been a situation as that of a pregnant virgin. There never was and there never will be. Mary, as we know, was the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mary was plunged into the unknown by one news from God. Let me pause and remind you, one word from God can turn your life around. One word from God. Life can lead you into seasons of unknown. We do not know the journey that lies ahead. No warning is given of challenges that will confront you. We are given no blueprint, no direction, just a word, just a promise from God. And we know it is a promise from God. But every promise from God has a process attached to it. We don't know what we are going to face or the next step that we must take. And what do you do when you find yourself in a season of the unknown? What do you do when you do not know what to do? Every Christmas season or holiday times has some element of excitement and festivity. I am very excited around this time my family will tell you, I am over the top. I love the festivity. I love red and red and the colors is about that for this season. So it's right up my alley, right up my street. I love the festivity. I love it because families getting together, families traveling to, 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 to meet with each other. We're shopping for, shopping for goods buying lots of food to cook, and we'll be sitting around the table with our families to eat and drink. In my family, we'll be talking about grandma and grandpa. I may be the center of the talks. We're going to talk about past fun times. I have to get my um, thinking cap on because they're going to be talking about me. In particular, I am aware by now. But with unknown circumstances facing all of us, this can cause worry and doubt. <laughs> Some people will choose not to even go to a doctor at this time for fear of any bad news because they only want good news during this season of celebration and to take them in over into the new year. No bad news now. Mary found herself in a dark place of uncertainty. 
but not only this young virgin girl, but also the man who she was betrothed to, Joseph from the house of David, that lineage. But as the scripture said, before their marriage, an angel named Gabriel was sent to Mary. The angel said to Mary, do not be afraid for you have found favor with God. The angel continued, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, Mary, and will be called the son of the most high, as in Luke 1, verse 30 and 31. But Mary questioned the angel, how can this be? I am a virgin. And as I said before, that was never, that had never happened before. Gabriel answered because Mary needed an explanation to convince her how this. But my mind me to many transformative processes that a woman can go through during pregnancy. And I thought of Joseph again, that although Joseph would not have to carry this baby for nine months, he must have been terrified because there are three persons in this equation, the mother, the father, and the innocent baby at their will. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Luke 1 verse 34 to 35. And to further prove this point, the angel added, your cousin Elizabeth, although in her old age, has conceived a son. This son, as we know, was the forerunner of Jesus Christ called John the Baptist. This experience was out of the ordinary. Out of the ordinary to see a woman 88 years old giving birth. Elizabeth was 88 years old when she had John the Baptist. The angel gave Mary real and tangible proof that miracles could happen. They have never seen anything like this before. This was no fake news. This was real. We hear so many things today, and when you check it out, even Google, when you Google some things, it is not quite so. But this was real. This is an experience she was going through. And this was particularly significant at that time because the land of Israel, it was recorded, was going through a dark time when for about 400 years, God did not speak. There was no prophetic word from God. People were experiencing a spiritual silence. 
we won't go much into that. The land of Israel was occupied by the Roman Empire. And the Israelites felt that they wanted to be free from the shackles of Rome. In a nutshell, they were looking for their situation to change. They wanted a king. This period was referred to as the intertestamental period. And this lasted from the prophet Malachi's time, 400 BC, to the preaching of John the Baptist about AD 25. We can read this further in Daniel 2, Daniel 7, Daniel 8, and 11. Read it and you will understand why this prophetic word was significant at that time. But when we are faced with uncertainty, when we are going through a dark time in our life, we are going through a lot of trials and testings. When what we are going through does not make any sense, there is loneliness around us. There is so much illness and death, loss of jobs, divorces, vacation not approved to go visit families, so we're going to be alone. We just heard about the tornado in Kentucky. In this season, where is the table they are going to sit around? Where is the food that they're going to eat? There is so much fires. COVID-19 is stretched out. And now COVID-21, COVID-20, COVID-21, we don't know what's going to happen in 22. But COVID-19 should have remained where it was. Now we have 21 and now 22. We say to ourselves, why me, Lord? Why me? There is no family for some of us to spend the time with. I'm going to have to spend this all day all by myself. I was reminded in 1991 when I came to this country, the first day of November 1991, I came to America. I didn't have any family. And I spent my first Christmas in America on 4th Avenue in Mount Vernon in a Chinese restaurant having my meal. And I had a ball by myself. And I read my book because there were many Christmases before that that I had my family. And I know there was going to come another day when I would have all my family around me. It was just a sacrifice. Painful as it was, but I went through it. So I understand what someone is going through at this time. It can be lonely. And these uncertain times are with varying degrees of severity. For someone not having their vacation approved to go visit a family can be devastated to them devastation to that person another person who's experienced this tornado his worst 
but to the person worrying about just traveling to, to another part in the country. That is their reality. So the degree of severity is really according to who is receiving what. For this little girl from an insignificant place with an unexpected pregnancy, as I said before, must have been devastating to her. What Mary was about to experience was unknown. It had never happened before. It was a mystery. It was unfamiliar and would lead her into a season of uncertainty, as we spoke about in Matthew 1, verses 18 to 20. But picture this scene with me over 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. And imagine what would happen with a similar situation in this 21st century. Here we go. Mary was engaged to be married. We would see it posted on Facebook and Instagram and whatever social media they got their news. The post would look something like this. I am engaged to Joseph. And I said, yes, here is the ring to prove it. Here is the ring. Mary would have expected that because she had all of this going on, Mary didn't have that opportunity to go through that. But in this 21st century, if this had happened here, that day, that post, she would be showing off, showing the whole. The ring is here to prove it. The next day, the post on the same Facebook or Instagram would say, I am pregnant, but Joseph is not the father. Hello. Mary, I don't know. Our friends, what they would say in this 21st century. Mary would have to return the ring to Joseph that he had bought at the case jeweler and Zales. And anywhere he bought the ring, she would have to return it. Mary's father would have to return the dowry, wherever, whichever part you live in the world, in this parts of the world, she would have to return the donkey, the cows. Mary's mother and father would be so embarrassed to say the least. They would be the talk of the town or the village that they live in, live in. And in this 21st century, what would the people on NLH say? Sister Mary is pregnant. Hello. What are Hello. we do, Mary? Her parents asking over and over, what are we going to do? 
how did this happen, Mary? I would say, Lord Jesus, nobody will ever marry you again, Mary. Not to mention 21st century again, Joseph could seek to harm you. Mary was confronted with many thoughts and concerns. But Mary would be the one to be most fearful, I believe. The angel said, do not be afraid. That would be very comforting to Mary. You have found favor with God. Joseph must have been afraid too. And although an older man and a wise man, but that must have been a dark season of uncertainty for him too. Joseph thought of putting Mary aside, Luke 1 verses 30 to 35. Mary found favor with God. But let me tell you something about favor. Favor can attract fear. Favor can bring on attacks from the enemy. Favor can attract ill-conceived thoughts and ideas from your friends. Favor can stop you in your tracks, cripple you with fear. Favor. Fear that will try to stop you from going where God is taking you. Cause all sorts of fear because you are favored. Favor inherently should be good, but can be dangerous. Favor can attract double trouble. The devil sees where God is taking you and would seek to block it. But Mary, in her true character, in Luke 1 verse 38, she said, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you say about me come true. What a powerful, powerful statement of faith. Let us all say by Mary, like Mary. Let us say, when confronted with a word from God, God, I receive your word and I hold on to your every promise. Don't let anything cause you to doubt or abort the plans or the seeds God has planted in you. There is a song, I don't know it very well, but it says, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? That your baby boy, Mary, did you know? The lyrics of that song was written by Mark Lowry in 1984 for a drama play for his church. But the lyrics has been criticized by many theologians. It was supposed to be a rhetorical question that should have been answered in the affirmative because Mary actually knew what the angel told her. Your son will be great. 
your son will rule the world. Mary knew that God had spoken. There's a lot of controversy though that Mary knew. But I want to challenge those theologians that Mary was told some facts and given some information. But Mary didn't really know. Mary did not know that that promise would wreck her entire existence. Mary didn't know the pain she would have to endure. The humiliation having her baby in a stable. Mary didn't know. Mary didn't know that one day as a mom, she would have to see her son hanging on a cross. Mary didn't know. Mary didn't know that in spite of the great promise, she would have to run and be a refugee in the land of Egypt. Sometimes God gives us a promise, but he does not give us the details to get to the promise. We do not know one thing about the process. We do not know the pain it is going to cause us to accomplish the task. We do not know how long the journey ahead of us is going to be. We do not know the problems we will have to encounter on the way to the promise. But the Bible tells us that even though Mary was told by the angel about the greatness of the Savior, Jesus Christ, Mary kept thinking about it and wondering what it meant, wondering what is this. Mary in Luke 2 verse 19 kept pondering about the promise. She kept pondering on this baby boy. How could this really and truly be? But God is more interested in what you become, not your journey, because he knows who you are. He knows what it's going to take. Mary had the courage to face impossible circumstances. Do you have that courage this morning? Do you have it? It requires great courage. But do you know why God does not give us the details of the promise that we will have to go through? Do anybody know? It will scare you. If he tell you before he give you the, 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 the promise and tell you the promise, you will run in the opposite direction. I know me, I would be running. But let me tell you what I do believe. God knows your potential. God is more interested in what you will become. So in the process of unleashing your potential, he knows what he has placed in you. He knows what he has planted in you. He also knows what it is going to take to get you there. He wants to change your character on the way to the promise. 
Mary joins a list of great men and women in scripture that obeyed God despite the challenges they faced. Let's talk about some of them. Abraham. Abraham obeyed God and believed when God told him he would be father of many nations in spite of his wife, Sarah, who was considered barren at the time. He still believed. But imagine Sarah shopping for baby clothes in Macy's in this 21st century. She would be buying Carter's. She would be buying Oshkosh. She'd be buying Buster Brown shoes. At 90 year old, the attendants would be sure she was shopping for her great grandchildren. But she, they believed. Let's talk about Moses. Moses was a fugitive running from the land of Egypt when God called him to lead the children of Israel out of the same Egypt. He obeyed. What about Joshua? Joshua obeyed God when he was confronted by an enemy that couldn't even walk or talk. That enemy was called the wall of Jericho. That wall would stop them from embracing their destiny but they obeyed God. Just imagine how they would have ridiculed them walking around and marching and shouting. But through their obedience, the walls came crashing down only because they obeyed in Joshua 6, verse 1 to 27. What about this female? Because I spoke about a lot of men. Women too obeyed. Esther. Esther was called to step into the unknown and to step into the season of uncertainty. Her life was placed into great danger, but she obeyed. You know what she said? If I perish, I perish. Esther 4 and verse 16. The Bible is filled with real ordinary people that even in their dark season of uncertainty, they held on, they pressed on and obeyed God. Are you going through any uncertain times in your life? Are you going through challenges at this time? God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Let me say that again. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. What did Mary do when faced with the unexpected? What should you do when you are faced with the unexpected? Expect the unexpected. Expect that things will come your way that you could not even foresee. You would not even dream about it. Expect it. Like a roller coaster, 
Mary's emotions must have been running up and down and going wild. She said, I am your servant, Lord. I believe. When God gives you a promise, it is not for you. When God gives you a gift, it is not for you. When God gave Mary her son, Jesus Christ, he was not for her. He was for the whole world. He was for humanity. And let's get local. Do we know anybody like this? When God called our pastor Ava, the gifts he gave her was not for her, but for the body of Christ. NLH was birth. Here we are today, almost four years later. God is doing a mighty work through this ministry and greater things he promised to do. Let us continue to pray for the work that we get to partner with Pastor Larry and the people of Kenya and wherever else he will lead NLH. Just fill in the blanks. How many lives have been influenced by the obedience of our dear pastor? I bless God. Just to encourage us, when God gives us a word, when God gives you a word, there are a few things that you and I must do, even with uncertainty. Even when we are not sure where we are to go, we don't know which foot to put before the other. He's our GPS. He will guide us. Be obedient. There are a few things that we need to do. There are many things we need to do, but I've just highlighted a few of them for time, for sake of time. We have to receive the word. Receive it. A word from God, receive it. The next thing we have to do is to be obedient to the word. We should not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Only by obedience are we going to succeed. Doing and saying what God says, as in Genesis 22, verses 18. The next thing we have to do, we have to overcome fear. Overcome your faith your fear with faith. Faith is constantly saying and doing whatever, whatever God says. Put it into practice. Do and say it out loud like I do sometimes to convince me. Say it out loud to your sense. Get it in here. Get it in your heart. Say it out loud. Whatever method you use, write it down. Voice record it. Whatever you do, never doubt. But be aware. I have a word of caution. 
Fear will prompt you to make the wrong decisions. Faith must triumph over fear. First, faith to the journey of the promise requires a waiting season. Mary realized that for the process to be realized, it would take some time. For a baby to be born from conception to birth, it takes nine months. Mary went to see Elizabeth, her cousin, who understood what she was going through. Mary was going to be pregnant. Elizabeth was already pregnant. They had a lot in common. Stay away from the dream killers. Surround yourself with people who can celebrate your successes and your favor. This was not an ordinary thing they both were going through. And the scripture tells us that when Elizabeth saw Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, spirit and spirit. Luke 1, 41 to 44. That is what you call a contact. Divine intervention. They were on one accord. The scripture tells us that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. The next thing we need to do is to persevere. Perseverance we need. Rejoice in hope, Mary said in Luke 1 verse 46 and onwards. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. It goes on to say his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. When we pause to look at Joseph in this situation, hope for Joseph seemed dismal. It seemed like there was a brokenness and a hopelessness when everything seemed to be in disarray, there was no hope for, Dave, for Joseph. Joseph's heart must have been broken. Disappointment set in. Trust went out the window. How am I going to trust this girl? Do not get bitter when things don't go your way. Things will get better. Hold on to the word. So as I said before, I'll highlight those four things that I said. Receive the word. Be obedient to the word. Overcome your fear. And persevere. God is still in control. Don't jump to any rushed conclusion. Joseph must have said to himself, how can this be? We didn't see that recorded in scripture where he said that, but he must have said that to himself. How can this be? Me never touch her. There is a right and a wrong way to confront bad news. 
through prayer. Joseph got some alone time with God. He had a relationship with God already. So he got some alone time with God. How did Joseph find hope in this time of darkness? How did Joseph find hope in this season of uncertainty? In this season of the unknown? There was no precedence. Nothing like that had ever happened in Jerusalem. His grandmother could not have told him that happened somewhere else. And so they're talking around, about it around the Passover time or whatever. Nothing like this had ever happened before. Joseph got bad news at the wrong time. For some, news like this should have been good news. But by Mary being pregnant, this was not a happy moment for Joseph. When, when news of your fiance is pregnant, that should be good news. Especially some of the fathers that I know. They take it on like they are the ones pregnant. But not so for Joseph. The scripture reminds us that before they came together. Before they got married. Before they could consummate their marriage. Mary was pregnant. In Jamaican language, would say, what a lala. Joseph knew that there were some missing parts to this story. But as the scripture refers to Joseph as a just man, a godly man, and he also knew the law, he decided to put her away privately so as not to cause her shame. I would say, what a man. What a man. But it had to be a godly man. He had a dream, as I referred to in Matthew 1, verses 20 and 24. Joseph knew his God enough that even in this unknown season of his life, all hope was not gone. Hope was not lost. But Joseph needed a word from God. Joseph needed a revelation. But this would only come from the giver of that bad news. Only God himself would know. Because he was the one who sent Gabriel to Mary. So he knew. But thanks be to God. That child. That baby boy, Jesus Christ, in him we have hope in this dark world. Jesus Christ is our Messiah. Jesus was born to die in our place. God knew that only the road to the cross could save humanity. Jesus' birth. His life, the shedding of his blood on Calvary, 
was the only atonement for our sins. There was no way out for you and I. He had to come and die and suffer for us. But there is nothing more that you and I can do today. If you are hearing my voice, or for those who will listen later to this recording, I would like for you to invite Jesus Christ into your heart and life. To acknowledge that you are a sinner and you need a savior. If you need to commit, if you need to recommit your life to the Lord, we here at New Life Horizon will walk with you. If you need someone to pray with you, call us. Our number is 469-333-0397. Call us. Together, let us rediscover the real joy giver, the reason for the season. His name is Jesus. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. And as we are getting ready to celebrate Christmas, let us not lose sight of the real reason for the season. The real reason for the season let it be the center of whatever you do this Christmas. Let Jesus be the center of your life. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening. If you are looking for a church home, look no more. Welcome home. We are on Zoom. Our pastor is Ava Green. Our church is New Life Horizon. Call us for further details. As I said, my, our number is 469-333-0397. Merry Christmas to you and your family. God bless you.